Well, I am super delighted today for us to have Pastor Rock with us all the way from Uganda. Who's been to Uganda? Give us a wave. Oh, some of our team have been to Uganda to help run the regional gathering, actually, a number of years ago. And so uh, Pastor Rock has been pastoring, ministering for uh, many years. He's married to the beautiful Deborah. They've got children. Their church is called C3 Alive. And I think you'll work out why. Uh, what was that? Were you waving your hands at me? No, just raising us. So I wasn't sure if there was a symbolic moment happening there, uh, something I missed. Uh, C3 Alive, and it's a very influential church in Uganda. It's got seven different locations, uh, one eight hours, or one group eight hours from the other. And uh, Pastor Rock, as Danielle said, is, is the overseer of C3 Africa, so Western East Africa, with over around 100 churches in that particular region. And in the last couple of years has joined us. Uh, there's about 10 of us on the global executive of C3. And he's not their token. He's there because he's a brilliant leader. He's, a, he's got a powerful uh, ministry and a, a man of God. He's fun. He, he, is, he is C3 African version, all right? And you, so you, you're going to absolutely love him today. So it's our delight, Pastor Rock, for the very first time to have you here at C3 Powers. Can we stand to our feet, put our hands together and welcome Pastor Rock. Let's go. You may be seated, please. Thank you. Thank you. This is a real powerhouse. It's honored to be here. Greetings from my wonderful, lovely wife, Deborah. I have one, by the way. And she's female. So. And, and three wonderful kids. So God has, God has blessed us amazingly. And greetings from the church. I feel at home here. Just feel, feel at home in this place. I want to thank Pastor Daniel and Pastor John. Our amazing, amazing, amazing directors of C3 Global Movement. Yeah, just being here shows that what they are modeling is true. Amen. And, and of course, when we come, we take some notes. You're like, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. So, so good. Let's give it up for our pastors. I'm going to be speaking to you about hunger for God divine hunger hunger for God in 1990 I was a young boy the place I lived in called Bueda experienced a heavy drought so the rains did not come at the right time and when that happens in a poverty-stricken country in a situation the harvests become poor. So there was generally a great famine, great famine. We would barely have something to eat. You would have like one meal a day, and that was really tough. So in this small village, one of the good things about our village is there is this social communal thing. So as kids, 
Sometimes you would go to the neighbor's place to find a plate of food. So we used to do it when all the kids are around and food has been cooked, they would all eat together communally. So I remember one of these days I was extremely hungry. I was hungry. I hadn't eat, eaten anything, like from morning up to 3 p.m., and I wanted to eat. So I went to this neighbor's house that had two older men, and they were eating. It was a dish of cassava and beans. I looked at the food, and then this hunger hormone in me was drawing me towards the food. I wanted something to eat. So I walked around them, but they couldn't call me. I will never forget that. I was young. I wanted food. Someone didn't provide it for me. Someone didn't answer my call. There is a hormone in a human being. It's, it's, it's God created it. It's called glearing, grilling, something like that. That hormone goes high. It goes up. And it's the indicator. It's what shows you. It's the red flag. It shows that you need food. And there is nothing else you can do to satisfy that. When it goes up, all you want is food. In describing this, in Psalms chapter 42, verse 1 and verse 2, David wrote a song. And he said, as the deer pants, panting means longs, as it pants, for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My soul longs for you, my God. So just take a picture of me, 1990, very young boy. As I was panting for food, I wanted food. I didn't want words. I didn't want counseling. All I wanted was food. David pictures a deer in the wilderness seeking for water. So it runs around, runs around, runs around. And all it's looking for is a well so that it can be refreshed. It can be encouraged. It can be strengthened. So the, this panting, the grilling that goes on, the, that hormone, that hormone has been activated so the deer can't stop running around and moving, looking for water. David said, my soul, and that means my life, my inner self, pants for you, thirsts for you, for the living God. And then he said, when can I go and meet with God? When will I come to stand face to face with my God? I miss him. I need him. I want him. There is, there is a hormone that is intrinsically created in us, in each one of us. It's God-given. There is that space in everyone's heart, that thirst that God created us with, that drives us, that pulls us to God. 
And God is the only one that can satisfy it. Now, life has many drives. There's the drive to love and to be loved. There's the drive to be wealthy and drives for many, many things to be seen, to be recognized. Now, when we grow in this life, we may, it may become hard for us to detect the grilling that comes from God. All these other passions and desires, passion for money, passion for recognition, passion for love, in most cases, they suffocate the grilling of the spirit. So it's actually rare to find people hungering for God. Just because we are in church doesn't mean we are hungry for God. So hungering for God is more than attending church. It's much more than that. Because there's a hormone. There has to be a hormone. There has to be a push. There has to be something that is uncontrollable. There has to be something that is driving you. And it causes you to pant. It causes you to seek. It causes you to knock. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you know what will happen to them? For they will be filled. The reason why we have empty people in church the reason why people are not filled is because they are not hungry. They have deactivated the hormone that causes hunger and have activated every other hormone in their life. Every other drive, every other desire is up. So we have all these desires that keep on going up, 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 up. But there is that grilling that comes from God that if you allow it intentionally to go up, it doesn't go up automatically. You have to be intentional about it. Now, if you went to Africa where I came from and you say hunger is a blessing, people will think you don't know what you're talking about. The only hunger that is a blessing is this one. This is the only passion that is a blessing. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who seek first the kingdom of God. The will and the purpose of God. Those who put it first. Those who seek that. Those who pant for that, those who desire that, are blessed. It's a blessing. So the question now is, why are we not hungry? And the signals are simple. <laughs> it's just simple. When did you last pray? When did you last pray for a long time? 
When did you last serve with joy? You see, it's, it's very easy for you, even for me. Sometimes I go on with my life and the things that I have to do, preaching and, and teaching and leading and serving, and then my personal business. And I run and run and run and run and run. And then I realize that I start to faint. I start to get fatigued. I get tired. I become grumpy. I start arguing about everything. <laughs> Small things start messing me up. And I know several people are guilty of that. <laughs> like, like, like. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and like, I want it at the same time. And then you know what happens? Always God withdraws some of the things that take my attention. The more I want, the more I pursue, the more empty I become. All these other drives in life, the more you try to fill them up, the more empty you become. You just want a new thing. You, you, you want a new thing. There is no amount of sex that you can have for you to be satisfied. There's no amount of physical food that you can have for you to be satisfied. There's no amount of money that you can have for you to be satisfied. There's no position that you can go to for you to be satisfied. There's no recognition that you can have for you to be satisfied. In the middle of crisis, in the middle of trouble, in the middle of problems, it's surprising that sometimes... That's when I felt joyous more than anything. Sometimes in these villages, as I go around and there are problems, challenges, and all these difficulties, I look up and I say, Rock, I'm not a poor African. I'm a blessed man. I know most of you, most of the pictures you've seen about Africa is either lions in the jungle <laughs> or poor little kids <laughs> with open tummies and sickness. And Now, you have a good image right here. There's, there's a blessed African here. A proud African. <laughs> it's more than that. You can live anywhere with God. You can be satisfied anywhere with God. As long as I detect his presence, that's heaven for me. I, I don't need to migrate. I don't need to change my identity. I, I don't need to look like someone else. I don't need to act. God fills it up. God joins spaces together. God makes things work. 
And if you intentionally allow that hunger hormone to be activated, you will be filled. Even today, you will be filled now. If you're willing to stop suffocating it and you're like, God, I'm letting it go. Give it to me. I want to be hungry for you. Give it to me. I want to be. I've been asking people in my church. I've been saying, if, the, if your prayer life was shaken, take for instance the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. All those components, if they were shaken, what component of the Lord's Prayer would you remain with? Is it the component of worship? Is it the component of your will be done? Is it the component of give us our daily bread? So most of us would allow every other component of prayer to go. But we would hang on to that one sentence. Give me my daily bread. Like, no one wants that to go. <laughs> but this is what I say. If your perspective of daily bread is just food, money, things, and connections, then you will never be satisfied. If that is the strongest component of prayer. So this is what happens. We actually are not hungry for God. Most of us are simply hungry for the things that God can give. So the shift comes when you're able to go past the things and you seek God. Now let me tell you, charge. God is amazing. <laughs> I want to be serious about this. You know, in heaven, the angels in heaven don't have time to make supper. They don't have time to make dinner. They don't have time for lunch. They don't have time to organize a lot of things. Today we have a lot of organizations. They gaze, they look at the awesome, magnificent, marvelous God. And that fills them up. I will imagine they bow. Look at the throne. Something new altogether. They go down. They come back. Something new altogether. And, and, and the presence of God fulfills them. It fills them up. It covers the empty spaces. And when you make room in your heart, when you make room in your home, when you make room in your business, when you make room in your ministry, you're going to be amazed how the presence of God is going to join dots together. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it in small villages. I've seen him do it in small ministries. 
have seen him do it. And he can do it for you. A few years ago, there was this lady uh, who came to our church, one of our churches in the villages, very poor lady, just poor. She had her baby, and she had attempted to commit suicide three times. The first time, she bought rat poison and took that. She did not die. So the neighbors came and carried her to hospital. The second time, a truck was coming and she ran into the road, wanted to be hit over. The truck suddenly stopped before her. The third time, she bought a rope. And as she was hanging, people came by and cut it before she died. So she was confused and came to church who had a prayer meeting and she said I'm tired everything can't work I can't feed my baby I have no accommodation I'm, I'm tired of living no one loves me and there was something deeper she had literally spent six months without ever sleeping. So there was this demon that had taken over her life. And she couldn't even afford sleeping pills. So I, I want you to imagine a situation where someone doesn't sleep for six months. And I asked her, do you feel sleepy? She said, yes. The eyes get heavy, but I can't sleep. So I want to die. Now, it is very easy for you to think this is a medical situation. This is poverty. This is this. But I knew there was something that was lacking. So I said, let's pray with you. And I knew clearly that was a demon. I cast out that demon. And this is what happens, happened. The woman was just fell down. The demon left. The small church we were in had a dirt floor. It's not carpet like this one. But she just fell there. and fell asleep. Yeah. And I told the team in that small church, I said, just leave her. Let her sleep. So it was a night service. It was like 5 p.m. She slept through the whole night. Woke up the next day at midday smiling happy 
and, I, and we asked her, we said, how do you feel? There's an African song. It means he never changes, Tajulukuka, in my language. And she said, can you play drums for me? I want to sing. So we had someone playing the hand drum. And she began. She, she began to rejoice. She, and you would see tears. You, you, you would see her. I asked her, what do you want? What can we do? She said, I need nothing. I said, how can we help? She said, Jesus has done it all. She was filled. She was joyous. It's been several years now. She's still happy. She doesn't have a house. She doesn't have money. But I want to tell you, she's the happiest lady in that small child. Like she dances. She's free. Let me give you the last one. I was a leader of fellowship in high school. And at uni, first year, I was preaching, I was ministering, but it was more mechanical. Something was missing. The grilling was there. <laughs> But it had never been activated to the level where it should be. You see, your hunger has to reach a level where it meets the grace of God and the miracle will happen immediately. So as a young boy, <laughs> I loved to speak in tongues. And I tried on several occasions and failed. But I was leading a fellowship. <laughs> so I also tried to forge sometimes. I'm like, this thing is not coming. Let me try it. So I'm like, ra ba 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 So I kept the forged version for some time. <laughs> so one of these days, there's, there's a preacher who went to be with the Lord, visited our small church. And he said, how many want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Now, I was there in Africa and many countries where someone is using English and people don't understand English, you get a translator. So I was actually the one translating for the preacher. I was a minister. I was a youth leader, but it was always an embarrassment to say I'm not filled. But I had my forged version that could cause me to survive some few scenarios. <laughs> he said, how many are hungry? They came. He touched one. <laughs> he touched the second one. <laughs> You know what I did? I dropped the mic down. I told this gentleman, I said, I've been carrying a forged version. I need the original. <laughs> it was an embarrassment because everyone knew me. All the youth were there. 
And he said, do you mean what you're saying? I said, yeah. I said, I've tried. It's not working. I want it in my heart. And then he said, it comes for free. You don't have to pay a penny. And he said, it's coming now. Can I have the band, please? He said, it's coming now. I lifted up my hands. And he said, receive it. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how to describe what I felt. I felt like, maybe let me, I felt like I'm Prophet Elijah of the Old Testament. Like, I, <laughs> I felt like I'm the most anointed guy on the planet. I felt like I'm the richest guy. I felt, I felt sweet. I, I don't know how to tell you. Some things you can't describe them. You know, you don't. Tell your neighbor you need to experience it. You see, you can't. You see, if you've never been hungry here, there's no way. Okay, who can demonstrate hunger? Anyone? Anyone? Want to try? Those watching us online, can you demonstrate hunger to the person seated next to you? Maybe you will, you will, you will succeed. Hunger can't be demonstrated. It's, it's experience. I felt good. I started to bubble. The flow. The, the sh and somehow, <laughs> when I wanted to stop, I thought I would lose it. So I said, God, I don't want you to go. I kept going. I felt good. I owned the whole world. I felt holier. I felt righteous. I felt strong. Something was activated in my heart. Hunger, hunger. And that is from that moment. You know, I continued praying. I spoke in tongues like from midday up to 6 p.m. I spoke. I prophesied to myself. <laughs> I prophesied to my future. I was changed. And I've never remained the same. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. We had one baby. After, like later, one baby had just planted a child. Very poor, no job, long story. One time my wife woke up 1 a.m. in the middle of the night. Deborah. I don't know what happened to her. And she started banging everything. This is gone. This is gone. These are not the seats that should be here. This is not that. These are not the this is not the cutlery. This is not it. It's changing. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I'm like, 
What's happening? What's going on in my house? <laughs> then she came to the bedroom, pulled off the bed sheet. True. Deborah will watch this. Said, This is not what we need in this house. This house is changing. It's ah the hormone had been activated that night <laughs> and she couldn't stop by morning she said rock let's change the language in this place because poverty is history in our home let's raise up on your fair she said, because Jesus has changed it. There was no physical difference. But there was a move in the spirit. So even right now, I just want you to be open enough in the remaining few minutes. Ah, let's activate that hunger in us. Just lift up your voice in the presence of God. Lift up your voice. Just lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice.